0: Welcome back, listeners. This week, we're going to mix things up a little bit. This episode will be split into our first two-part episode, each 15 minutes long. With spring here, summer right around the corner, and many haven't been vaccinated and returning to some sort of normalcy, many of us are heading back outdoors and taking advantage of the warm weather. So with this 15-minute episode, you and I can both spend some time outside. The second part of this episode will be released on June 1st. So let's get into it. In the last episode, I talked about the origins of life and how simple-celled organisms evolved into a multitude of varying multicellular species. We briefly discussed the supercontinent called Pangaea that began to separate over millions of years into the continents we know today. We also talked about the path evolution took when what became hominids separated from modern day apes millions of years ago. The Earth was experiencing an ice age during what's known as the Pleistocene Epoch, when most of the planet was covered in glaciers. This is the time frame in which most of the hominids on Earth existed. Coexisted and branched off into new groups. Because of the frigid temperatures, most of these species remained in Africa, but temperatures weren't always so low. In fact, there have been a number of ice ages the planet has experienced, whereas extended periods of cold are interrupted by periods of warming. Actually, we are still technically in what's called a warmer interglacial period, called the Holocene Epoch, which means we are still currently living in an ice age. Over this extended period of time, numerous species of hominids had emerged living simultaneously in Africa before migrating out of the continent into the world around them. Some species mated with others, creating brand new species, and others eventually died off, becoming extinct. There were a number of species and many important interactions between these groups, but two of the most important species of hominids were Homo sapiens, modern-day humans, and Homo neanderthal. We know from the last episode that one of these species called Homo sapiens, who are modern-day humans, interacted with many other hominid groups who had all evolved from one common ancestor living in Africa. Due to a number of factors, Homo sapiens survived amongst all others, most importantly due to their intelligence, their numbers, and the ability to make more advanced weapons. Soon, Homo sapiens became the dominant species of the hominid group and Homo neanderthal went extinct but not before they passed on their genes from their interbreeding with Homo sapiens and a number of other species that would survive long after Homo Neanderthals' extinction. From the archaeological and DNA evidence, we know that some hominid species lived alongside and interbred with Homo sapiens even after the extinction of Neanderthals. Around this time, some 40,000 years ago, Homo sapiens began one of the most daring migrations in their existence. During that time, scientists believed that Homo sapiens that had migrated out of Africa used canoes made out of tree trunks, crossed the open ocean from Southeast Asia into Tasmania, Australia, and New Guinea. Because of the ice age they were living through at the time, scientists believe water levels were much lower thousands of years ago, and the land masses of Australia, Tasmania, and New Guinea weren't separated by as much water as they are today and with the proximity of Tasmania to mainland Asia, this would have made the trip to Australia possible for the ancient nomads. This group of Homo sapiens established tribes and settlements on the supercontinent of Australia, Tasmania, and New Guinea, and are known as indigenous Australians. DNA evidence collected from modern-day indigenous Australians show they actually carry 3 to 6% of Denisovian DNA. Denisovians were a hominid species related to Homo Neanderthal that must have also crossed into the supercontinent of Tasmania, Australia, and New Guinea as fossilized remains of Denisovians were discovered on the continent. Scientists also believe that around 12,000 years ago, as global temperatures rose, the ice and glaciers across the planet began to melt, causing a rise in global ocean levels that separated Australia, Tasmania, and New Guinea by water. It is here in Australia where the oldest human settlement in the world can be found, where Homo sapiens first established a civilization. Located in Australia at Lake Mungo, which is today a barren desert, where remains of what was dubbed Mungo Man was discovered in 1969, proving the man had lived on the continent over 45,000 years ago. Due to archaeological and DNA evidence, Scientists and academics had long believed that the first civilization in the world began in Sumer, in present-day Iraq. But in the last five years, scientists have concluded that the oldest civilization was founded by the indigenous Australians on the continent of Australia. The indigenous Australians left behind no written record. Their history was oral and told through elaborate drawings on cave walls, some of which still exist today and have been dated to be over 30,000 years old. The Indigenous Australians are considered to be the true first culture on Earth. Their religion, one of the oldest in existence, was centered around a concept called Dream Time. It tells of creator gods called spirits that made everything and took the form of giant snakes like the Rainbow Serpent, a revered deity in their culture. The Indigenous Australians were hunter-gatherers and lived along the coast of Australia in villages where they resided in huts and followed the migration of animals that they hunted, or seasonal growth of certain plants that they ate. They lived simple lives, hunting, fishing, and taking part in numerous ceremonies important to their culture. They celebrated for a number of reasons, but most importantly, to honor the spirits they worshipped. They painted their bodies in various colors and designs that revealed their relationships to their family, social positions, ancestors, land they owned, and which tribe they were a part of. Indigenous Australians played music on an instrument of their own invention called a didgeridoo, a wooden instrument similar to a trumpet that can measure up to four feet long and is played using a specialized technique called circular breathing. The didgeridoo was used at both recreational and religious ceremonies and when played, produces a resonating drone. The culture of the indigenous Australians had persisted for over 40,000 years and still exist even today. And scientists believe now that only 10,000 years ago, a whopping 30,000 years after scientists estimate that Homo sapiens first migrated to Australia, that other large groups of Homo sapiens began traveling out of Africa and using a now extinct land bridge known as Beringa that disappeared under the water as temperatures rose, humans crossed from modern-day Siberia into Alaska, becoming the first human inhabitants of the Americas. These migrating groups of Homo sapiens ventured into the Americas and would go on to populate the region, but they didn't establish permanent settlements like the indigenous Australians until much later. As global temperatures continued to fall and water levels continued to rise, the land bridge that Homo sapiens used to walk from Siberia into Alaska had disappeared beneath the ocean, and Homo sapiens that migrated into the Americas were eventually completely cut off from the rest of the world for thousands of years. With most groups of Homo sapiens now occupying Africa, Europe, the Americas, Asia, and Australia, human beings began to split off into numerous groups and soon transitioned from hunter-gatherers who followed the migrations of animals they hunted to founding settlements and farming in what would become known as the Neolithic era. Soon human beings began to separate themselves based on religion, race, culture, among other demographics, and soon settlements grew larger and so did their populations. The larger the settlement and the number of people living within them, the more powerful a place became. Soon, one settlement would conquer another, infusing their culture into the other, expanding their influence and their domain. Tens of thousands of years after the indigenous Australians had already established a civilization on the continent of Australia, the historical record tells us that the birth of new cultures began to take root and new civilizations eventually emerged all across the globe. In 4000 BC, some 6000 years ago, in a region known as Mesopotamia, modern-day Iraq, Turkey, and Syria, the Sumerian civilization emerged. Scientists believe that the Sumerians migrated out of North Africa 2000 years earlier, when climate changes turned the once lush and green region into the Sahara Desert. They called themselves the Black-Headed People, which historians believe signified their skin tone, meaning one of the oldest advanced civilizations on Earth was founded by people of African descent, who most likely had settled in the region of what would come to be called Iraq during the many migrations out of the African continent. The Sumerians are credited with an overwhelming number of firsts for humanity that would change the world and how humans lived in it, and the period in which they thrived would lead to some of the greatest advancements in human history. There are too many things to list that are the product of the Sumerians, and although everything they did would inspire other cultures, there are a few of them I would like to point out. They were the world's first engineers and large scale farmers who found a way to channel the Tigris and Euphrates rivers to irrigate their crops. This was a game changer for large groups of settlers and meant their people no longer had to travel to find food. These channels also provided a constant flow of fresh water to their settlements and farms and would also lead to the large-scale domestication of farm animals for the very first time in history. Another invention of the Sumerians was the wheel, for which its importance speaks for itself. For where would humanity be without the wheel, and how very different our world would be without it? Sumerians are also recognized as the inventors of the sailboat. They created the first written language known as cuneiform script, produced by pressing a stylus, a kind of writing tool, into a soft clay tablet, resulting in wedged figures. Using their ingenuity, they are also credited as the first human beings on Earth to construct a brick, which they did by using a wooden case filled with mud and straw that was then baked. The brick allowed them to achieve some of the greatest marvels of ancient architecture, like the great brick ziggurats of Iraq, which are massive imposing pyramidal structures, many of which still stand today. The architectural style of the Sumerians is also credited with the building technique known as the arch and the dome, which they used in the construction of their buildings and would become incredibly important to the architecture of other cultures. They studied metallurgy, making some of the finest gold jewelry and weapons of the ancient world. They invented mathematics and introduced the world to seconds, minutes, hours, days, months, and years to track the passage of time. Sumerians were also the first people to create a lunar calendar and track the progression of heavenly bodies with stunning precision for an ancient culture. They also created the first form of government in the ancient world and created the first recorded set of laws and consequences called the Code of ur Because of their advancements in everything from farming to mathematics, people from all cultures flocked to their cities. 1,000 years into the reign of the Sumerian Empire in 3000 BC, across the world in the Americas, the Corral Civilization, or more commonly known as the Norte Chico, the oldest civilization of the Americas, was founded in Peru. Their culture got most of their food from hunting wild animals and fishing, and it doesn't appear that they farmed or cultivated land for crops. They built cities, but academics aren't entirely sure if they were governed by a system of laws and rules. Corral in Peru is considered to be one of the oldest cities and urban centers in the Americas, and was declared a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 2009. It contains pyramids, large earth mounds, and sunken circular plazas. At the same time the civilization of the Norde Chico was being established, the civilization of ancient Egypt was growing as well. Known then as Kemet, established by King Menes, who was the first to unify the fractured individual city-states that governed themselves, he created the first Egyptian dynasty. Egypt is located in Africa and is known for being the home to the pharaohs and the great pyramids of Giza. The ancient Egyptians perfected the use of quarrying stones to make some of the largest megalithic sites on Earth. Their religion was complex, and they worshipped a number of deities. Ancient Egypt would eventually be recognized as one of the greatest civilizations on Earth, and its influence from Sumer can be seen in their similar writing styles, construction, government, and religion. In 2000 BC, Sumer had been invaded by a ruler from the northern region of Mesopotamia called Akkad, led by a man named Sargon the Great. Sargon unified the northern and southern regions of Mesopotamia into one massive empire that was known as the Akkadian Empire. The Akkadian Empire extended from the Persian Gulf through modern-day Kuwait, Iraq, Jordan, Syria, through the lower part of Asia Minor to the Mediterranean Sea. The Akkadian dynasty lasted for almost 200 years, until eventually a people known as the Gudians, who were made up of barbaric tribes living in the Zargos Mountains, a long mountain range along modern-day Iran, Iraq, and Turkey, invaded and overthrew the Akkadian Empire. And that's where we'll stop for this episode. But tune in June 1st, where we'll continue to discuss the first civilizations on Earth and how they led to the founding of some of the greatest empires the world has ever known. Each episode, we get one step closer to discovering the origins of the first inhabitants of the Bahamas, and we're nearly there. Next episode, I'll discuss the rise and fall of these great civilizations and further human migrations to the Caribbean and Americas. Now, go outdoors if you can. Have a good time, whatever you do. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. This has been Bahamian Stories, and I'm your host, Stephen Fountain.